it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We are going to be recapping week five here in the college football world. Um, so we will jump into our first game uh, in ACC bout uh, from this past weekend uh, against some two really good teams. Yep, absolutely. A big one in the ACC between Louisville at number 24, Wake Forest. And Wake Forest uh, came out with a victory, 37-34. to Man, what a good game this one. A really back-and-forth battle between two talented quarterbacks in Cunningham and Hartman. Uh, this was uh, what I expected, two talented offenses, you know, you know, going back and forth at each other. Uh, but Wake Forest, in the end, was able to get the win in this one on a really late field goal. Uh, it came at 22 seconds. So another big win for Wake Forest as they continue their undefeated season. There's still a lot of season to play for the Demon Deacons, uh, but they're looking uh, really good to make a push uh, for Charlotte to make the ACC championship. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, big game. I think the story of this game is the Wake Forest offense in the second quarter and their defense stepping up in the third right at a half, uh, not giving up any points to Louisville in the third um, and really making the most out of it there uh, towards the end of the game. Absolutely. So moving on to our second game in the ACC, um, we will move on to Pittsburgh on the road facing Georgia Tech. Uh, this game was nothing short of a blowout. Um, I kind of expected it to, to be this way. Um, but, uh, Pittsburgh winning this game 52 to 21 over Georgia tech. Um, I, I don't know what 
to say other than the pit offense is wild. Um, they, I, I haven't seen this high scoring out of pit in a long time coming off a 77 point game last week. Um, the most in school history, you know, as far as margin of victory. Um, so I, I can't see them, you know, falling below this and, and losing, losing any more games the rest of the season. <laughs> I just think that they're, they're too strong. Yeah, this was a statement victory for the Pitt Panthers. Uh, I expect this one to be a little bit closer. Georgia Tech uh, has really played uh, their opponent's physical, just going back to that Clemson game a couple of weeks ago, 14-8, ended up losing that one. But you got to give all the credit to Pittsburgh. This was uh, really a complete game for the Panthers, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. I mean, Kenny Pickett just had himself a game with 389 yards and four touchdowns. Really a solid game for men, and they were able to, you know, pretty much do everything that they wanted against this Georgia Tech defense. You know, they got their running game going with 60 yards and two touchdowns, and then the receiving yards, they had a, a number of receivers, uh, you know, had one go over 100, had a couple getting close to 100 yards. So, yeah, Pittsburgh on the road getting a really solid victory and really, you know, making a statement in the ACC. All right, so we will shift from the ACC to the Big 12, and our first Big 12 game that we're going to be looking at this past weekend was number six, Oklahoma. Go on the road to Kansas State, and Kansas State, uh, like we said last week, uh, coming into this game, they were going to be down without their starting quarterback uh, and Skylar Thompson, but I'm looking at the scores here, and he actually played in this one, so I don't know who broke that story. But uh, he had 320 yards and uh, three touchdowns. So a really good day for him. But Spencer Rattler, in the end, uh, Oklahoma was able to survive. Another scare in this one as this was, you know, like the Louisville and Wake Forest. Uh, this was like back-to-back. Kansas State had their opportunities to win this game, but ultimately Oklahoma was just too much for them in the end. Yeah, uh, I I like that K-State kept it close with them kind of really kind of making a statement that Oklahoma can be beat this season. I mean, the same with West Virginia uh, kind of made the same statement um, earlier, but uh, you know, it, it really uh, comes down to Oklahoma's just able to squeak games out. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually I think it will catch up with them. Um, and I think we'll get into that on Thursday's episode um, just because of the game coming up this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think Oklahoma is vulnerable at this point uh, for their spot in the, in the big 12. So I expect, uh, I don't expect them to stay there uh, at six. And moving on to our next game, we are going to have the second game in the big 12. And that is a high powered Baylor offense. That was ranked 21 against another high powered offense, the 19th ranked uh, Oklahoma state Cowboys, uh, so, I, this game was lower scoring than I thought it would be. I I definitely thought this game was going to be somewhere in the 30s or 40s. Yeah, I did um, too. The 24-14 game, that's that's weird. Um, but props to the Oklahoma State defense for stepping up and holding Baylor to 14. Um, and I know Oklahoma State's not really known for for holding <laughs> teams to 14 points a game. I mean, that's 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 what baffled me. Um 24 points, nothing nothing to shy away from. But, uh, yeah, I think the story of this game is definitely the, the Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, I was surprised as this one, 24-14. And, 
usually whenever teams, you know, win the turnover battle, Baylor won the turnover battle uh, on Saturday. Oklahoma State threw three picks, and all three picks came from their quarterback and Spencer Sanders. So that is a, a shock to me that, you know, you get three turnovers, but you can't really come away with points. And like you said, you got to give credit to the Oklahoma State defense. And maybe, uh, you know, we're underrating both of these defenses. I think Baylor and Oklahoma State, probably the top two defenses uh, in the Big 12 right now. And you know, Oklahoma State's got enough offense. You know, it's good to win, you know, a game like this. You know, you don't always have to win a shootout. It, it's good to, you know, win these defensive battles, uh, especially in the Big 12, you know, a conference that's known for a lot of points uh, every weekend. So this is definitely a, a big win for Oklahoma State going forward in the Big 12 race, uh, and especially, you know, beating a Baylor who was undefeated at the top spot in the Big 12. All right, so we will move on from the Big 12 to the Big 10 and starting off with the Friday night game kicking off uh, the weekend. And what a game this was. Iowa coming out here making a statement against the undefeated Maryland Terrapins. 51-14, to kind of like how the Oklahoma State game went. This was a game of turnovers. Talia Tungavaloa threw five picks, four of them coming in the first half, and Iowa was able to – off of all those turnovers, get points, and that's how he ultimately win the ball game. That's how he ultimately put up 51 points. I was really impressed with Petrus, the quarterback for Iowa. He had a really good game, 259 yards and three touchdowns. A really complete game uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, but they're definitely going to get uh, tested this weekend when they uh, host Penn State. Yeah, I think this game was a game of – like you said, turnovers, but also I think it was nerves um, yeah. from Maryland. You know, first big I mean, game. Yeah, they are still a young team. Yeah, still a really young team, uh, you know, and I think that Iowa is so much more experienced. You got a lot of a lot of guys returning, um, and, and that, that defense is uh, probably the strongest in the country mm-hmm. um, right now. Um, I know you can make a statement for Georgia and Penn State as well. Uh, but Iowa's right there with them. So I, I think that, you know, Iowa has something to build off of after this game. But, uh, yeah, like you said, definitely a big test coming up this Saturday. Moving on to the second game in the Big Ten, uh, a little bout between two teams that have the, I think, the two worst logos in college football because it's just an M and a W. <laughs> but besides that, um Two teams sitting on the lakes. Uh, you've got number 14, Michigan, on the road at Wisconsin, who is no longer ranked after a poor start to the season. Um, and it continued in this one. Uh, I'll have to say that Wisconsin's defense has declined drastically. Um, and this game did finish Michigan 38, Wisconsin 17. Uh, Michigan was able to run the ball all over Wisconsin. Um, and I think it's because of that Michigan runs that pro style offense. They run that NFL offense and defense. Um, Michigan's defense wants to spread you out so much that it's it's a one on one game. Um, and most and, and these DBs for for Michigan are are top in the country, so uh, they can go and, and compete and get that ball every time you throw it up. Uh, big game for. Uh, the young wide receivers on that receiving core. So I expect uh, McNamara to really build off a game like this. And, and they got some, some big tests coming here in the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're going to get tested. But honestly, Michigan really controlled this entirety of the game. Uh, Michigan led the whole entire way. Wisconsin, uh, Graham Mertz uh, still continuing his struggles. Uh, same thing with the defense. Like you said, the defense is really in decline ever since uh, this season started. Wisconsin uh, Big Ten hopes are, are pretty much dashed at this now that they're uh, one and three, so they're pretty much out of it. But now they just got to pick up uh, some more wins if they want to uh, to make a bowl game. But on the other side, uh, Michigan's uh, offense just continues doing what they do, just does enough uh, to make it really methodical drive that they had this entire game. But they still put up 38 points uh, against the Wisconsin defense. Uh, so, yeah, a really big win for Michigan, but there's still a lot of tests still left on this schedule. But I'm really liking uh, what I'm seeing from the Wolverines on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and one thing one thing to mention about Graham Mertz, he is questionable for this upcoming week against the Illini um, with the chest with the chest injury. So uh, you're going to might see a backup this weekend. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to shift uh, from now to the Pac-12. And what a first game we had in the Pac-12. Upset City here in Stanford, 31-24 to against the number three Oregon Ducks. And this game went in overtime, and Stanford was able to get the victory, uh, was able to get a late turnover uh, in overtime, and ultimately sealed the deal. And you got to give credit to this uh, Stanford defense. They really you know, made Anthony Brown – really forced it, its hand here. He really didn't have a good game, 186 yards and one interception. Uh, I said coming into this game uh, last week that this was a really hard game for me. I, I honestly almost picked Stanford uh, to win this ball game, and now I wish I really you know, had the guts to, to pick the Cardinal over to number three, Oregon. Uh, this really now puts uh, you know the whole entire conference uh, in really a questionable state here with – Oregon losing on the road to Stanford, they're going to be a one-loss team, and uh, the Pac-12 playoff votes might already be gone. Yeah, I mean, really two upsets in, in the Pac-12, and we'll get into that second game in a minute. But, yeah, this game is a game of just all-out grinding just to, just to get it just to get it done, and, and Stanford did get it done, and I, I respect them uh, very much for the, for the way they played in this game and the fight that they put up. And and I had told you previously, and I had told you, I think, on the record and off the record, you know, this Oregon team is, they're on the fence. I mean, mm-hmm. they beat Ohio State on the road, but, I mean, that's it. That's, I mean, that's their, that's their win. Um, so, I mean, they really didn't have to come out and prove. They had a shaky start against Arizona last week. And I said, man, I said, this team looks like they can get taken to the cleaners. And, uh, man, a week later, I mean, not even, and here we are talking about Oregon's a one-loss team now, um, and basically their playoff hopes are gone. So, I mean, you're uh, you're seeing a Stanford team that I think is good, and they were you know, not respected um, like they should have been. Uh, excellent quarterback play coming from them and McKee. So, I, I I expect Stanford to take this game and build build it up uh, the rest of the season in the Pac-12. And now moving on to the second game, and I would say the second mm, somewhat upset. I don't know. Uh, I think the point margin is an upset because Arizona State went on the road to rank 20 UCLA and took them down 42 to 23. Uh, Man, Uh, Tyler, I want to get your thoughts first, man, on what the what the difference is in this game 
to help the Sun Devils come out on top. You remember a couple of weeks ago how we were saying uh, Arizona State hasn't found their offensive identity? Yeah, I think <laughs> they definitely found it. I think, uh, you know, the preseason hype is is now, you know, really true for this Arizona State team. They really came out firing out on all cylinders. Gene Daniels was the quarterback I thought that he was going to be in the preseason. I had Arizona State winning the Pac-12 South, and with this win, they, they really could uh, take over this Pac-12, maybe even win the whole dang thing now if Oregon losing. Uh, but they still have work to do uh, in the North. But, yeah, this was a really offensive uh, show in here for Arizona State. And the defense, you know, was able really to contain uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, quarterback for UCLA. So really a good statement victory for the Sun Devils. And you got to give all the credit to the head coach, Herm Edwards, and uh, the coaching job that he did against the Bruins. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're talking about a Bruins team now that's, at a, at a three and two record and and looking like they can they can get beat pretty good in, in the Pac-12 even by a Stanford team, um. So I mean, Arizona State has has some upsides here and they've got some some key takeaways and yeah and I think they they ultimately like you said they could be there in the Pac-12. Um, yeah, they, they, they definitely maybe could even be there. in year six too as well. They could definitely have you know look at the schedule. I mean, you got Stanford this weekend. If you can beat them, the schedule really sets up nice, and I think they could honestly go eleven and one. Yeah, definitely. And I think they they run such a balanced offense there um, that it's hard to know what's coming. Um, and I I I commend their staff on the way they handled this game and the way they really kept UCLA off guard. Absolutely. All right, we're going to shift now to the SEC and two big games in the conference. And uh, what a showing here by the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs. 37 to nothing. Blank the number eight Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas offense couldn't even do anything against this, honestly, the best uh, defense in college football right now. They're playing, you know, really really well balanced. Uh, KJ Jefferson wasn't able to do much and the whole entire offense was, they really wasn't able to do much. Uh, Georgia really controlled this whole entire game. And there's honestly nothing to be said. Just Georgia really getting a big statement show in the college football world that they're definitely going to be a contender, not only for the playoff, but for a national championship. Yeah. I mean, JT Daniels being out in this game um, with discomfort, you know, and, Bennett really coming in and stepping up and Bennett's played a couple of big games. Um, and there really is no decline from the starter to, to the backup for Georgia's offense. Um, KJ Jefferson struggled, but ultimately it comes down to penalties, I think. Um, and man, Sam Pittman's offense, offensive line. Um, and I know he prides himself on offensive line. Um, and man, (laughs) they had an abysmal game. I mean, just they got manhandled. They should be running suicides for the next week, <laughs> um, and they should be the most mobile team this upcoming week as far as offensive line because they played terrible. I mean, it was no protection, uh, a false start every three plays, um, and it seemed like in the first half as I watched this game, Georgia had them punting backed up on their own five yard line yeah. every time. Yep. Every single play. And I was like, man, I said, they ain't, they're never going to get to the Georgia side of the field. And uh, pretty well, pretty well didn't get there. I mean, they, they don't think they flipped the field one time in this game. Um, so 
I Georgia definitely has is the superior team here, um, and I think even a, an Alabama team is is on on alert against them uh, for an SEC championship. Yeah, I agree. And then speaking of Alabama, uh, they were at home against the number twelve ranked Ole Miss Rebels. Um, a really the game that everybody was waiting for. I think this weekend, um, this past weekend, and. and you know, I think people got what uh, Alabama wanted to see, um, but I, I think Nick Saban was even upset with the twenty-one points that were given up to Ole Miss. Um, so, I uh, I don't know what else to say except that the Alabama offense just took advantage of this Ole Miss defense, and Ole Miss's offense just couldn't answer back. I mean, there was. I mean, I was hoping to be shot for shot this game, you know, blows each way, but Alabama just just manhandled them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was honestly more impressed with Alabama's defense than their offense because we know that Alabama, you know, and Brownstone, what they're capable of uh, on the offensive side. But to, to only hold Matt Corral to 213 yards passing and one touchdown is probably only going to happen probably one or two teams on their schedule that the opposing defense is going to be able to do. So a really uh, good showing here for the Alabama defense. But going to the offensive side, Brian Robinson Jr. had himself a day, 171 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So Alabama was pretty much able to run and throw it uh, against this Ole Miss uh, defense. I really struggled and couldn't get anything going because, I mean, Alabama came out the gates 35 nothing. There's nothing that Lane Kiffin and this Ole Miss Rebel team could even do after that. It, it was over – honestly at the you know when they kick the ball off yeah all right so let's look uh into our week five pick and results so from these uh 10 games uh jacob you went five and five so even 500 and i went seven and three so hopefully you can bounce back uh this week uh whenever we pick uh 10 more games on thursday but i can take this seven and three uh record any day yeah i mean i uh I could only wish on a seven and three man, and I was watching these games. And I'm like, man, come on, you gotta be kidding me! Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I just needed a little bit more from each Absolutely. team. Uh, but yeah, just just a couple of games that that slipped up for me. All right, and from there we will move on to our big movers of the week. Uh, last week we went negative. This week we're gonna go to the positive, and both teams, you know, really had some big moves after uh, a big win. Michigan State got a win against Western Kentucky, and what we talked about a couple of minutes ago, Oklahoma State getting a big win against Baylor. So take it away uh, with your big mover with Michigan State. Yeah, I think Sparty got it done. Uh, really climbing up the rankings nonchalantly. Um, Good offensive play from them. Defense needs to step up a little bit. Had some close calls, um, you know, with Nebraska. With Nebraska, sorry, uh, two weeks ago now. Um, so I, I think that they uh, they can stay somewhere. They're hovering in the middle of in the middle of the pack. I, I don't expect Michigan State to get much higher than eleven. Um, but but uh, good to see them back in, in the race. Yeah, absolutely. And Oklahoma State, last week they were number 19, this week number 12. Uh, I think everyone's talking about Oklahoma, but no one's talking about this Oklahoma State team. Uh, they got a bye this week, and then I think the only two tests that I really see on the schedule is against Texas uh, on the road and then Oklahoma at home. So 
if Oklahoma State runs the table and, and wins the Big 12, they might be a team that you might see in the Big 12, um, not only in the Big 12, uh, but in the college football playoff race. They definitely have the offense to do it, and they definitely have uh, the defense. But we'll just have to see how the Cowboys face. But those are our two big movers of the week. And now our hot topic of the day is surrounding, speaking of that college football playoff, we are now entering week number six. So halfway there already, you know, the season just flying by and, you know, a couple of weeks we will get the first release of the college football playoff rankings. So why not talk about the playoff? So our hot topic of the day is should the college football playoff be more than a 14 race? Now, there were some rumors about it expanding to maybe 18, 12 team I think the 12 team got declined, but the way that the 14 race, you know, the 14 playoff has been going ever since uh, the release in 2014, should the college football playoff be more than a 14 race? I'll give you your thoughts first. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the floor. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I, I think, uh, yes, it needs to be more than four teams. I'm tired of seeing the same four teams in there all the time. Um, I mean, they're good teams and all, but uh, I kind of want to see some more competition and I don't want to see the same two teams play each other every single season because when I watch it, I feel like I'm just watching a rerun on ESPNU and it's just a replay of the previous season. And I'm like, oh, isn't this just, you know, last year's game? And they're like, no, this is this year's game. And I'm just like, oh, the same two teams. I'm not going to watch it. Um, I mean, and you had talked a little bit about, you know, Cincinnati. Um, so, so this is kind of where it stems from. I mean, we kind of, we want to see more than two SEC teams in there or two big 10 teams or two PAC 12 teams. It goes for any conference. Um, so I, I think we just want to see more. Um, I want to see more variety. Like I want to open the fruit snack box and, and I want to see more than just, you know, red rainbows. Um, I, I want to see, you know, other things like green clovers and stuff like that. So I, I, I expect uh, a change coming soon. Uh, what that'll be, a six and eight. I don't think it'll be more than an eight. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see at least a six to start out with, just to get just to get something else going. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that uh, it's time uh, for an expansion. You know, they had uh, several years of the fourteen race, and honestly, probably felt like twenty nineteen when you got like LSU winning and all that. It was pretty much Alabama and Clemson in the national championship pretty much like three consecutive years and good for those schools, but I'm pretty sure college football fans uh, don't want to see them like ever again, the college football playoff in the national championship. Cause I think people, they, you know, this is a reason why March madness, I think gets more viewers in college football playoff. Cause you know, like a 16 seed, you know, you saw a couple of years ago, they beat Virginia and you know, you can have like a 10 seed, you know, make it to the final four, like Syracuse always does. And, you know, whenever they're a two seed, they get it out in the first round. But just going back to this, I definitely think that uh, I think they should start off with a six team. And I, I think they should, you know, probably for the first round, I think this would be a good idea. In the first round, I think the, you know, the, if you're like a one, two, three, or four seed, I think that should be a home game for them. And then if you win that one, the semifinal, you could keep like the semifinal and the final is how, you know, the rotation uh, with the New Year's six uh, bull sides. But I think that would be an added. If you add another round, I definitely think that, you know, the lower seed should should be able to get another home game. Yeah, and then I think you're going to get the argument from people, and it's going to be, you know, 
should there be less games in the season because of it? Because yeah. they're playing an extra or game add another or bye two, week or add another bye week or something like that. I, I don't know, but I mean, think about it. When these guys get to the NFL, they got one bye week and you're playing I mean, now. Yeah, they just added another game in the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's another game that's added. So you might as well add another one so they can get used to it. Yeah. I mean, you know, only playing what, 12 games in a season. I mean, you're not, not very much. So, I mean, you know, you're talking, um, three months of games. I mean, but and then you got a bye week. So why not make it a little bit more? I mean, people love college football. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're getting viewership. I I mean, I at the end of the day, I know it's all about ratings. Um, as much as it is winning and losing the game for these teams, it's as much about ratings for these big networks that hold it. Um, so I I I want to see something new. Like I said, and and I think a six or an eight team is definitely something to get somebody else in there outside of the power five, um, you know, and I think we'll get in later in later episodes, as soon as we kind of get the college football uh, playoff rankings out and we see what's going on, what they're thinking. Um, Cause every year is different other than the top two teams. So <laughs> I expect to see something else um, change to maybe get somebody, somebody else in their new, because there's a lot of good teams on the rise. I mean, a lot of good teams. Um, and there's a lot of teams in the past that were good that are on the decline. I mean, you know, Clemson's not there this year. Um, LSU had a good run a couple of years ago. They're not there anymore. You've got, who else? Ohio State's not there anymore. Um, you know, big teams. So, I mean, it's it's shaping up to be something uh, different. And, and I like the way it's going. Absolutely. You're definitely going to see, uh, you know, a more variety of teams uh, in this year's uh, college football. Well, it seems it seems like we're getting like upset uh, pretty much uh, every season. I don't think it's going to be as wacky as, you know, the 2007 season. We know how all that went. We had like two loss uh, team uh, in the, the national championship against a one loss uh, team. So hopefully we get something crazy as that like the 2007 season where we get a lot of upsets uh, and we get some new teams uh, in the playoff this year. Right. Well guys, that's going to conclude our show. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to the college football coast to coast show. Um, Our Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch links are all there on the screen for our viewers on Twitch. Um, And if you are listening on anywhere you get your podcast, um, that is CFB underscore coast to coast. Uh, CFB underscore coast, the number two coast. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys on Thursday. We will be looking forward to a power packed week six coming up uh, and we will be ready for it. Absolutely. Can't wait. All righty. Thank you guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.